From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. What a great week. Yeah. I went back to the uh, earpod. Yeah. It's not pods anymore. What's it called? It's, it's an earpod. Earbud. Yeah. This is singular. The, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was it was broke and it was cutting me, so I hadn't used it for a while. So I've been using the other larger uh, headphones. Yeah. But half of them look like they've been chewed on by some some of our radio personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's uh, so? We've confirmed the question. Yeah, it was a good, actually yeah. a good question. You can indeed maintain functionality with one earbud if you cut the other one off. Yeah. So you know if you've got it and and it separates. Yeah. If you just go to the separate part and cut. The one that you don't want on there, you can get down to. Have you tried touching the open end uh, to your tongue? Like like a D see battery what, yeah, or 9-volt? See if there's an impact. There. I can try it. <laughs> if I, 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 actually, if I did it, I might you get might a bigger sh- shot than you think. You might short the system. Yeah, this out. is actually a hooked into – this isn't like hooked into a Walkman. <laughs> This is hooked into a board and everything. Check this out. Probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I probably should have unhooked it before I cut it, too. Yeah, I suppose, if you want to. Yeah. It can't be that much going And, and you should wear protective eyeglasses, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tapp. You are listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a fast weekend. So, first of all, blah, 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 weather. But Hokies play at eleven o'clock. People are going. I'm going to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with my wife. This is a. This is the best time to go to ball games. Yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with my wife. We haven't been to a football game together in probably six to seven years. But at eleven o'clock, you can go and leave and grab a bite to eat on the way home and still be home by five. Yeah. So or five thirty. So it's not that big of a. Of a long term uh, inconvenience, and she's a graduate of there, so it'd be nice to to see it. So do you, do you behave differently when you're sitting with your wife no. at the ball game? Nope. Same Keith, same guy. Yeah, uh, I, I if if anything, I act worse because I feel more f- free to say what I think. Yeah, which is not a good. <laughs> That's a, good, right? All all the time. <laughs> yeah, I will say this, and I know that we're going to talk about beer. Oh, by by the way, for everybody, it's usually a three or four part segment. Today will be no difference. Our first segment here, we do talk about beer, and we also talk about sports. So I want to talk about that. So at the Hokie game last Saturday night against Boston College, there was beers, right? And there were mm-hmm. lines, and there were sports. So they have coolers, and those coolers have Cokes and waters and everything else. And 
those couple of coolers went down so that the beverages when you say went down they they, they just weren't working yeah okay like they just stopped the lights went off no one could figure it out whatever right and it was like all over the place yeah i did find it interesting that all of the beers were quickly moved to the ones working and all of the soft drinks and waters were to the <laughs> others so it was you know 10 o'clock at night and if you wanted a water, it was warm, and so was a Coke. But all the, the beers, they were cold. That's smart. That's yeah, priorities, yeah. Well, you know where the money's coming That's from. That's right. The repeat visitor. It's also a lot harder to drink a warm beer than a warm Yes. Beer. Yeah. But because of that, I know that they definitely lost out on sales because you the way it works there, because now it's now all contactless, right? Mm-hmm. But for the fact that they open your beer. <laughs> so now they're touching your top of the thing. But beyond that, it's contactless, right? Yeah. So they, uh, you, you go to the cooler so you can actually touch all the ones and find the coldest. So instead of, instead of uh, one person touching everyone's beer, you're touching everyone else's. Correct. Touches. Everyone's touching everyone's <laughs> beers and waters and, and Cokes. Does that make sense? It all makes sense. Yeah, you're kind of lots of sense. Yeah, it doesn't. But it did make them lots of dollars. They did sell a boatload of beer. I have no idea what that equated to, but uh, it will. So you've got some beer news. Couple things, yeah. Uh, as long as we're talking about the the ball game and and uh, beer, I, I'm curious. Do you have? If I were to say, you know, pairings, what pairs best at a ball game with a beer? What would you say? Well, it's always a hot dog. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's just sort of a no-brainer. It just happens. It works. I don't mm-hmm. know how that happened. but uh, so, so there is some news out of New York. Uh, Nathan's, famous, is collaborating with Coney Island Brewing for, okay. the, for the first time. Uh, and Nathan's is going to be putting that beer on their menu. So okay. they, they've never had beer on their menu at, their, at the Nathan's hot dog stand. Well, so having gone to New York and having gone to one of their stands, finding beer is not that big of a deal because right. normally yeah. like across the the boardwalk and stuff, I mean, it's it's every other one is some sort of an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And they're not necessarily outrageous in price. So um, you can get for five bucks, you can get a pint. It's all volume. I mean, it is just massive so many people out there. Yeah, massive amount of volume. So you don't want to miss that opportunity to sell a five dollar beer. Yeah. Uh, let alone uh, an eight. So I'm curious: does they have a name for the beer yet? I come up with pricing. It's or just a picture a, of a can, or is it just all uh, going to be out of cups? Well, so it's a it's going to be Nathan's famous lager. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it'll be available at the Coney Island uh, hot dog stand. Well, and I think uh, Nathan's has a couple other stands throughout the state there it'll be available there and then it'll be available in some restaurants on tap okay um and you, of course you can buy it at coney island brewery in their four packs gotcha but but it won't be distributed widely in the stores so it's gonna, it's gonna be a five percent abv lager which isn't really that extraordinary but they did sort of go the extra mile and say that this represents the original five cent 
cost for the hot dog. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, Shannon, get that mic a little bit closer to you. But I wanted to say, you know, here here is a question for marketing. Okay. Okay? So, should that be in cans? And if so, should it be in the shape? So, you know, like the, the longer mm-hmm. Budweiser and McUltra skinnier mm-hmm. top top ones with the yeah, twist top? I see where you're going. Should this. it look like a corn dog or should it look like a hot dog and bun i mean should they wrap that so that it looks like that kind of like a dog yeah that's yeah, actually interesting lay off of what you got i mean yeah, yeah. It, that i think that would get expensive wouldn't you i mean to try to get that kind of a uh, of a can mm. might well, get you're expensive just starting out yeah yeah but i mean, if they, you know, I mean you're starting out with that so so what? You so design it anyway. If you did that, would people take that home and put it on their shelf and then have a yeah. memento? So would Definitely. it be, would it potentially be worth it? Ooh, one and then day, your koozie day. would be a bun. Now we're talking. Uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> now now that's now that's merch. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got something going. Now yeah. You, now who cares about the cost? Yeah. <laughs> I do find it interesting that here we are talking about the hot dog and the beer and they have a race and another story is a guy ran a race dressed as a beer can beer can yeah so curtis in the morning on uh, one of our sister stations broke this story earlier in the week and we kind of wanted to run with it too Uh, see run with it see it's the race (laughs) so this this guy so i'm gonna back up a little bit this is a race that it was a a marathon Mm -hmm. run in uh new zealand right and this brewery uh sponsored the race right it's emerson's brewery and a guy uh thought he would like to sort of bring awareness to the race and bring awareness to running and uh, he he sort of has a history of doing things for charitable causes so he he designed a can it's 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 not like a soft you know some guy running around in a mascot right uh a uniform it's 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 a full size 6 foot whatever 6 foot 4 can that's about the width of two full size men mm mm-hmm. mhm and this guy's no slouch. He's, you know, typically you look at a marathon runner and you think they're pretty th- slim. Right. He, he's he's not a heavy man, but he's not skinny. Right. Uh, so this can weighed, you want to guess at how much it weighed? <sighs> at least 30 pounds? 45 pounds. Yeah, jeez. He ran 26 miles with 45 pounds on his back. It's uh, not like it was just on his back. It was everywhere because yeah. – I mean, right in his he shoulders, was completely probably. encased in this can. Yeah. He had a little viewing window out the front of it. Was it actually made of aluminum? I don't. I doubt it because it okay. would probably weigh less than Correct. 40, 45 pounds. pounds. And it would <laughs> have been susceptible to crumpling. He actually, so he did say <laughs> five miles before the finish, he got blown over. The wind was No, so no way. He got blown over. <laughs> and he said his costume was dented. So uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But it could have been made of like heavier uh, uh, paper. Yeah, just like toilet paper. <laughs> Roll, but the cardboard. Like if you rolled that multiple times and wetted it, you could probably come up with a fairly paper decent. mache. Can't yeah, <laughs> come up with a decent shape. But then you got to worry about sweating through it. I mean, yeah. 
this was a it was I I I haven't seen the internal structure to see how yeah. he carried it. But he did it to draw awareness to all of the breweries and uh, beer companies that had to fight their way through the pandemic, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, five kilometers to go. He got blown over by strong Nice. Lands. And his name was Glenn Sutton. Okay. Now, a year earlier, he ran for 100 hours straight for a charity. So he does this kind of, you know, he sort of goes out of his way to bring awareness to things while running. Hmm. Ball over beer. Surprise. <laughs> that is a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Normally I have to egg you on and say, hey, will you start the segment? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So, Shannon, we've got Shannon here and we've got Mark, and we're going to play our quick game. you got to get that mic a little bit closer to you. All right. There you go. All right. So it's a three-minute game, no longer than that. So quick question. You got four items that you're going to write down. Have you ever wondered how many balls are used in sports? Hmm. Hadn't thought about it. You mean uh, like basketballs during a game or footballs during a game or baseballs that might leave or tennis balls Mm -hmm. or golf balls? You ever wonder about that? No. All right. I do. (laughs) I do. Since you haven't wondered, you're probably going to get these wrong. Okay. So there's four sports that you're going to try and guess. And I need you to put from the most balls used in that sport to the least amount of balls used in that sport per game. There's only four. Okay. And I'm going to list what they are. Men's tennis, women's tennis, football, pro, and baseball, pro. And I need you to put in order from highest or most number of balls used in that game to the least amount of balls used in in that game. So we're not ordering the sport, we're ordering the how many balls in each game. You're just saying I'm not saying you're saying if you believe is football more. is the highest number of balls, you put football number one. Oh. The sport. Okay. Okay? Oh wow. Quick, quick, quick. You got fifteen seconds. So it's tennis, men's and women's, football, and baseball. You got them? I think it was easy. She thinks it's I easy, which m- means you're definitely gonna get them wrong. Yep. Got it? Okay. Okay. So number one, you can both tell me uh, from the fourth, what's your least amount of balls used? Shannon? Women's tennis. I said uh, football. It is women's tennis. The answer is 16 balls used during a normal match. That shocks me. Correct. And that's from the U.S. Open. So Second fewest is what? Well, can I cheat now? Nope. Third. What do you got for third? I have baseball. What do you have? I have men's tennis. That is correct. 36. <laughs> and a normal five-set, 12-game per set is 36 balls. Okay? Yeah. Third is what? Football. Football? Our second, I mean, is, is football? Yeah, second is football. All right. Football? Well, well, I had tennis. Okay. So if it was 16... <laughs> this game's not fun for If me it was anymore. 16 and then 36, how many do you think is used in football? Men, uh, uh, NFL. Well... Because you definitely got all these right. Six. It's 48. For football? What? Yeah, 48 oh, in, I knew in an NFL high. game, yeah. plus six dedicated just to the kickers. 
Interestingly enough, those balls are delivered directly to the ref two hours and 15 minutes yeah. before the game, not even opened. Unless, he then marks kick Tom on him. Brady's he, yeah, and then he marks kick <laughs> on him. And the last is baseball. So base, or the most is baseball. Any guess how many baseball? I don't know, but they're flying out. 108. Oh, oh wow. Ooh, that's, that surprises me. I knew there would be a lot, but that surprises me. 108. Yeah. I thought th- I game. thought tennis would be way up there. Yeah, so what what I re- didn't realize until I read up on this and we'll move on to your last story, but they recycle those balls in the tennis. So the reason why those really? players keep holding them and they keep bouncing them back is so they keep recycling them. So they start with a certain amount and then they can't exceed that, so they have to keep pulling the balls back in. So the players can keep rejecting them, but it doesn't mean they'd leave the game. Interesting, right? There you go. Well, I did get them all right. You got every one of them right. That is shocking. That is awesome. You, that's I, a first, I think. I'm, ta- sure. that, I'm, I'm actually shocked that you got all that right. It's that's a lucky awesome. day. Yeah. That's, that's all there was. To yeah, that. She clearly <laughs> plays tennis. <laughs> right. I know nothing about any sports. Well, you got them all right. All right. You got, we got one more story? Just a quick story, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you like Guinness, right? It's not your favorite, yeah. but you like it. Oh, yeah. Um, did you know that they have a specific uh, pouring process? Yeah. Do you know how many steps there are in it? Three. Six. Okay. Yeah. Is this from tap or from can? Uh, well, it starts with step number one, take a cool, clean, dry Guinness branded glass. Okay, so this is... Yeah. Step number two is hold the glass under the tap at an angle of 45 degrees. Yeah, so this is... All right, so this is... This is a real deal, though. This is this comes from the Guinness factory. Yeah, this but I was, I was like, <clears throat> grab a glass, stand upright, firmly hold on to the tap handle, <laughs> bend your knees, you know, whatever. It's not that uh, intricate. Yeah. Step three is pull the handle forward until it is horizontal and fill the glass between 15 millimeters and 20 millimeters from the top. Never put the tap into the glass. Correct. Into the Guinness. Step four is leave the surge. That's, that's what they call it. Now, you can be in the glass, but you can't touch the beer. Right. Right. Now, you want to guess at how... I I shouldn't assume that you're going to guess. Maybe you just know these answers. But how long do you let the surge settle Mm. in seconds? 40. Okay. Shannon, you want to take take a shot? Meaning until until it creates that perfect head. It can't be two minutes. I'm going to say 20. It's 119.5 seconds. So it is two minutes. See, and that's wrong. It's, that was my second guess, but that's not right. No one's waiting two minutes. You are if you're doing it right. Yeah. That, per the factory. Right. And I, I'll get per into the factory. it. Right. Step number five, top up the glass by pushing the tap handle backwards until the head is just proud of the glass. Do not let the stout overflow and never use a spatula to level the head. And then step That's because the Belgians do that. You want to you want to take a shot at what step number six is? Repeat. No. Drink. Pretty close. Hand the pint to the consumer with a steady hand. There you go. There should be no overspill. So, uh, I, just real quick, I want to dive into uh, where this process came from. Now you know that uh, Guinness. What what does Guinness use as a gas to push the? Stuff to oh, it's through. um, yeah, it's uh, it's, I know it. 
I know it. Just say it's it. It's not helium. Right. I know it. I know. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> Nitrogen. Nitrogen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That w- that'd make drinking dr- yeah. beer a lot yeah, more yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the early 1900s, they actually had a, a, a process that was complicated. It was so pro- uh, complicated that they um, couldn't get their beer into the pubs uh, for wide distribution because the, the pub owners, the tap pullers, couldn't do it right. And it was called the high-low technique. They actually used two separate kegs in that technique. One was high pressure and one was low pressure. And so that high-pressure keg, they would pull first and create a bunch of foam in the glass. And then they would wait and top it off with the low-pressure keg. So they realized that they needed to get – they needed to change their process to be able to get their beer widely distributed. They actually began hiring in the 50s uh, scientists – to work on how to pour the Guinness in a simple, uh, simpler fashion so they could get it widely distributed. So there was one particular person they hired. He was a mathematician. Uh, they, his name was Michael Ash. They hired him in 1951. It took him four years to perfect the pull, and that's where the 119.5 seconds came from. Yeah. That is what makes a perfect and now it's been replicated by everybody. Do beer drinkers really, are they really that patient? No. Well, I will tell you 100%, this. 100% no. I will tell you this. Uh, the people who have had Guinness in England or, or um, Ireland or Scotland, for that matter, um, do know that there's a difference in how they pour the beer there versus here. And right. They, and they... And and if you've had it that way, you, you miss it. Yeah. So so the waiting process that you're talking about. Yeah. So do this, try this, and then we'll we'll, we'll 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 head out and we'll come back and we'll properly introduce you. But do this: throw uh, six uh, four year olds at a table <laughs> and throw gummy worms down at their table and ask them to wait two minutes and ask them if it was the best gummy worm that they've ever had. And I guarantee you. They'll say it's better for waiting the two minutes yeah. than not. I can see that. I mean, haven't you ever waited for a pizza one time for 45 to 50 minutes and you're like, it's yeah. so good? Yeah. So It is better. See, that's what better. Guinness does right there. They just make you wait. <laughs> it sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's definitely one. They were smart back in the 50s. All right. With well, that being said, we'll go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Shannon and Mark, and we'll talk. I don't know. Maybe some things about Pulaski County. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. I'm through with standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Crazy. 